gentlemen, to the Spring 2021 Preview episode. My name is Nick, as you all know by now, and welcome to the Spring 2021 Preview episode. We've been bu- I've been busting out episodes left and right for the past couple days. Uh, Saturday, we did a um, an episode of Redo a Feeler and... Um, Jobless Reincarnation. Earlier today, we dropped a review for Kimono Jihan, and now we're doing the spring 2021 season, and look forward to the winter 2021 recap sometime this week, after the rest of the spring anime air. But, <clears throat> let's get right into it, ladies and gentlemen. Let us talk about anime. First on the docket, we have Godzilla SP. I actually have no interest in this whatsoever. I don't know what to expect out of it. If it does air on TV or on Funimation or Crunchyroll, I might give it a try. Um, But other than that, I have no interest in the Godzilla uh, franchise. I mean, I do. I love Godzilla, but I don't know. A Godzilla anime is like sketchy to me. After that, we have, of course, Boku no Hero Academia 5th Season, or My Hero Academy the 5th Season. If you're not watching the, uh, if you don't know anything about My Hero, well, get out from under the rock. 5th Season actually started on Saturday. Uh, It was a good introduction episode into the season as to what to expect for the season. Uh, I am super excited to see Class 1A and 1B shine in the season. Um, So, very hyped for My Hero Academia. Next, we have a show called Koi to Yobo Niwa Kimochi Warui. Or, It's Too Sick to Call This Love. So, um, basically, it is about a high-spec businessman who is loose with women, and he falls in love with his sister's best friend. The issue is his sister's best friend is a high school girl. Um, and the high school girl is an otaku. So for a, a and apparently like this guy is like very creepy and like very weird. Uh, I haven't seen the preview yet, but from what I heard, it's like it could get real like cringe at times. So it does look it does remind me a little bit about um of um so- someday after the rain so uh i i'd be interested i have it on my plan the watch list after that we have sssssssssdynazimon uh which is basically another story set in the gridman universe not a big fan of uh gridman or giant robot anime so i'm going to be passing on this one we have after that, Shakunetsu Kabaddi, which is an anime about a sport, Kabaddi, um, which is a pretty intense sport. Uh, I actually first saw it from Chiyo's Way Home, which was like a funny, a stupid funny comedy that aired like a couple seasons ago. Um, it's kind of like a martial arts sport. Uh, you'll just have to watch it to find out. I'll give it. I'll give it a couple episodes to see how it is. I'm actually gonna add it to my uh, plan the watch list right now. 
Um, and I'll give it a couple episodes to see how it is. We'll, we'll go from there. It could be funny. After that, we have Card Fight, Vanguard, Overdress. Uh, I do not like the Card Fight, Vanguard series, and I won't be watching this. After that, we have Yakinara Mug Cup No. Or, wait. Yakunara Mug Cup Mo. Or, let's make a mug too. Um, <clears throat> this is going to be your cute girls doing cute things anime of the season. Where um, a bunch of girls just want to make pottery and clay pots and ceramic art and go do different things in the um, the city of Tajime located in the southern part of Gifu Prefecture, Japan is famous for Mino earthenware. That's actually pretty interesting. I like that. It could be a very um, it could be a very informative anime. I'd be interested in this. We'll add it to the play in the watch list. <clears throat> After that, we have Mashiril no Oto. Uh, it looks to be... Uh, I mean, if this is shaping up to be... Hmm, interesting. It's about, a, it's about a bunch of people who play the uh, shamisen. A, an instrument that's native to Japan. Um, and if it's anything like, um, oh man, what's that show that aired? Um, oh man. Uh, they play the thing that like lays down and looks, looks like the dragon. Hold on. I gotta find it. It just aired not too long ago. Hold on. I gotta find it. Where are you? Sorry, I'm looking for it. Uh, I, I wish I could remember the damn instrument they play. I don't think it's this far back, is it? It might be this far back. There are a, there are a lot of music anime out there. Holy God. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, uh, Kono Oto Tomare was the show. Or, uh, we, uh, Sounds of Life, or S Sound Listen to Me. Uh, where they play the, um... Oh, man. Where they play the Koto. That was cool. If it's anything like that, I, I, am, ex I am super excited for it. Uh, and I'll add it to my play in the watch list. After that, we have Dinosaur Biori. No interest. Uh, we have Megalobox 2. Uh, too much for me. Not really interested. 
We have Duel Masters King, another card game anime, which I will be passing on. We have Mazika Party, where, uh, again, it looks like a party game, card game type of show. Um, doesn't look too interesting, so we're probably going to hard pass on that. After that, we have Dragon Iwoka, or let's see, what is this? Or Dragon's House Hunting. When a dragon fails to live up to the fearsome standards set for him, his family kicks him out. Uh, he embarks on a quest to find a new home, but soon finds that life on the road is no place for a cowardly beast of legend. In a fantasy world full of elves, dwarves, and other mythical creatures, where everyone wants a piece of him, literally, the frustrations of house hunting reach a whole new level. This actually sounds pretty funny. It actually sounds pretty funny. I'll give it a shot. It looks it looks funny. It looks cute. Uh, <coughs> we'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, da, 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 da. We have Sayonara Watashi no Kramer, which looks to be a soccer anime featuring an abundance of an abundance of cute girls. So this is going to be your cute girls doing cute things soccer anime. No, with no soccer accomplishments to speak of during the entirety of Sue's junior high school years, the young wing gets an odd offer. Sue's main rival, Midori, invites her to join up with the same team in high school with a promise that she'll never let Suo play alone. It's an earnest offer, but the question is whether Sue will take her up on it. Thus, the curtain opens on a story that collects an enormous cast of individual soccer-playing personalities. Hmm. I do like soccer. <gasps> and my girl Sayori Hayami is in this show. Ooh. And Aoi Yuki as well. Ooh. Ooh. We added it to the list, boys and girls. We'll give it a shot. Uh, Moriari to the Pirate. I didn't watch the first one, so I do not really care about this. Sentuin Haken Shimasu or combatants will be dispatched. Um, we here at Waifus and Weeaboos love our waifus. And this show is going to bring an abundance of waifus. Um, you have Alice, you have Grim, you have Snow, you have Rose, you have Lilith, you have Belial, you have Astaroth. I, I think the list can just keep going. Um, I believe the person who did this, the author who did this, or the director, also directed uh, Konosuba and... Um, or is it the creator? Let me see. Yep, he did Konosuba as well. So he did uh, Konosuba... Kemonomichi was the which was that wrestling anime. Um, so I'm actually super excited for this because it does it does resemble Konosuba a little bit. Um, and I think the comedy is gonna be there as well. It's action, comedy, and fantasy. So definitely want to check out Combatants will be dispatched. After that, we have Seven Knights Revolution. 
Eunokeshosa. Um, yeah, this is probably one I'm going to be passing on. Uh, I like Linden films, but I've seen enough, uh, like, D&D-type anime recently with Hortensia Saga and fucking, uh, King's Raid. Even though King's Raid was good, I enjoyed King's Raid a lot. Um, it's just that, you know, I, I, I'm kind of over the, uh, I'm kind of over that type of anime for a little bit, so... Yeah. And this part of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, I actually have a special treat for you. We have a returning guest. My good friend, Pinky. Pinky, quick introduction, and then let's get right into it. Hi, I'm Pinky. I'm a Walking Jeopardy shitpost, and uh, I make maps to pay the bills. <laughs> you love to hear it. So, Pinky, um, what is the first show that you wanted to discuss that uh, maybe you're not anticipated for the uh, spring 2021 season, but like maybe piqued your interest for the spring 2021 season? So uh, that's going to be the Blue, Reflec the Blue Reflection Ray. Uh, so this is based on a game which I originally wanted to play on the PS4, but the reviews for it were so all over the place. I decided not to, and it looks like the games were actually popular enough to get an anime tie-in for two new properties they're releasing. Uh, but the synopsis for this one is, set in a world where feelings such as joy, sadness, and anger have an unseen influence on reality. The story follows the fateful meeting of Hiyori Hirahara, an outgoing girl who always reaches out to people in need, and Ruka Hanari, a socially awkward girl who doesn't know how to get along with other people. Will their feelings change themselves and the world around them? So um, I do know from the games that uh, it's kind of like, it's almost got that sort of like persona style where it's like, you know, your feelings are going to cause issues in the real world, like regardless of the fact that they're non-corporeal. And so that's what these girls have to deal with. Um, I imagine that it's going to follow a similar vein in the anime as well so can we expect a yuri heavy type of anime with this one i don't know if it'll be yuri heavy or yuri bait but it could really go either way um okay i really can't say but uh i would definitely expect at the very minimum yuri bait okay so maybe give it three episodes and we'll go from there yeah i would say that because uh because like i said the game was kind of eh? Kind of a little iffy, but like I said, if it made enough money to get two new sequel games, uh, and I'm pretty sure this anime is a tie-in as a uh, promotion for those, uh, it has to have been fairly well-received in Japan, at least. Well, the positive thing that I know about it is that it is produced by JC Staff, and some of JC Staff's uh, titles are basically legendary. For example, we have uh, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon, Food Wars, Toradora, and one of my, well, two of my favorites in the Pet Girl of Sakurazo, and honestly, probably one of your favorites as well, in Kaicho Wa Maid-sama. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that JC Staff was animating this, so, I mean, yeah, that, that definitely uh, has my hopes a little higher for this show. 
Yeah, uh, like I said, I will. I'll give it like uh, from the from the bat. I kind of don't like the two main characters. They look very generic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll give it. I'll give it the three episode treatment, and we'll see where we go well, from there. Something you should know: the characters look plain here, but when they go to the other world, they get like straight up magical girl makeovers, and okay. they look totally different. Okay, I'm intrigued. So. Yeah, so I think that's to, like, contrast with the flashier side of things. Alrighty. So what do we have next on your list? Let's see. On my list, I had it written down. Uh, We've got the uh, Vivi Fluorite Ice song. And let me pull that one up. So this one is, I'm just going to do the synopsis. So, Nearland is a complex theme park managed entirely by AIs. Vivi is the first humanoid AI deployed there, where she sings for the attendees every day following her directive to make everyone happy through songs. One day, an AI named Matsumoto appears before her, saying he comes a hun- from 100 years in the future with the, direct- with the directive to work with Vivi to stop the war between humans and AI that is soon to come. So... I saw the synopsis for this one, and all I could think of is Reverse Terminator starring Hatsune Miku. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we yeah. just need we just need a Skynet uh, stand in, and we'll be golden. <laughs> yeah, honestly, this show sounds god awful. In all honesty, oh. Um, yeah, it, it, it I'm mi- just like it might be a train wreck, but the there is a couple of positives that I've seen in it so far. Number one is the four horsemen of waifus in this anime. You have Vivi, who is cute. I'm looking at Orphelia right now. She's a long hair, dark. uh, She's got long black hair with a nice little beret on. Grace looking cute and Blondie Estella. Definitely looking cute. Good voice actors. And it's done by Wit Studios. If you don't know anything about Wit Studios, first three seasons of Attack on Titan and The Great Pretender. Tremendous studio. Those are my high hopes for this show. And I mean, the animation does look nice in the PV. I haven't been, I haven't like really like gotten into the PV like hardcore, but what I saw, the animation did look very pretty. So I I haven't gotten into the uh, preview as well. I'll have to check that out later on. Yeah, but the synopsis definitely caught my eye. I'm like, I got to see what this is about. Um, so, you know, maybe they'll maybe they'll uh, throw some subtle Terminator uh, references in there. I, mean, I feel like it'd be a wasted opportunity if they didn't. If there <laughs> is, it'd be interesting, especially since the name of the theme park is called Nearland. And I don't know if you've played uh, Near Automata. But I have not, but I know a lot about it. Yeah, it, it basically takes place in the theme park. So kind of kind of in the theme park, but kind of. Yeah. <laughs> That would be interesting if it's a tie-in with that, for sure. We will see. Yes. So I believe next we are going to be talking about uh, a very bright-colored show that's getting either a sequel or a remake? Yeah, the, uh, where was it? Where did I have it? Because I remember seeing VHS copies of this show back in the day, and I saw this on the on uh, on this year's Annie chart, this season's Annie chart, and I was like, "What? 
it. So it's Battle Athletes Daiudokai Restart. And if you don't know, Battle Athletes was originally animated by AIC. Um, they did such well-known series as like Tenchi Muyo and let's see, I have the list One here. of my favorite series of uh, all time. Yep, El Hazard, The Wanderers, um, Vampire Princess Mew, which I actually had on VHS back in the day uh, to get to, you know, date the shit out of myself. And, uh, oh, and Record of Lodos War, which I also had on VHS subbed because I'm a boss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they actually did a whole bunch of uh, really classic shows. Oh, and Godanner. Which, uh, didn't we do a simul watch of Godanner back in the day? I think we did. I think we did, yeah. Yeah, that show, it's it's a treat. Um, so anyway, back to battle athletes. Uh, aspiring athletes from around the galaxy gather to compete in a tournament where the winner will be crowned the Cosmic Beauty. What begins as rivalry grows into a friendship among the athletes, including a lunar refugee and her kangaroo companion, the daughter of an arms-dealing CEO, a mysterious loner, and Earth's representative, a humble potato farmer named Kanada Akahoshi. So, I never saw the original, but this looks like a remake for sure. And I am, I am just like, why this show of all things is getting a remake? Um, I will say that I'm loving the character designs that they've updated. Because the original show had that kind of like melty late 90s blob face look to it that I could not stand. Um, it wasn't as bad as like, say, Saber Marionette or whatever, that god awful show. But um, it was definitely there with like the extra squishy cheeks and stuff. If you've never, if you have no idea what I'm talking about, uh, just look up like Saber Marionette series and you'll, you'll immediately understand. Now, but um, go ahead. You, you would expect these to have full length episodes, right? Like 23, 24 minutes. Yeah, I think so. Cause it's looking like, let me see here. Let me find the info on this. Cause it's being animated by seven. Yeah. Um, and, and the, yeah reason, I, the reason why I asked that is because studio seven has done a lot of shows, especially recently that have been like between five and like 12 minute episodes. Yeah, and this one's not on the list for shorts, okay. so I'm led to believe that it is going to be a full episode. Um, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing a number of episodes list on here though. So it could be twelve, it could be twenty four episodes. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, I'll be interested to see uh, at what uh, Studio Seven can do when it comes to full-length episodes of anime. Because, like I said, they are only really known for... Well, I didn't say this, but they are known for making two things, in my opinion. Uh, that is, producing short, uh, short-length short anime, such as, like, uh, My Husband is an Otaku, um, and I'm in Love with the Student Council President, being shorts. And, surprisingly, Studio 7 has produced an abundance of hentai. Uh, oh, are they the ones that animate those little, like, shorts that are, like, super risque? They do a like, lot of the I shorts that are super risque. However, they did, uh, they did rants. They did animate rants. They animated okay. ba Bakuane, which is a pretty well-known 
hentai amongst weeaboos <laughs> such as myself. Uh, nudist Beach, I'm just going down the list, and there's a lot of things censored right now, and oh my lord, help me God. Um, yeah, so Studio 7, woohoo! Yeah, high hopes for that. <laughs> <laughs> I just like how everything is just like I'm looking, I'm going down the list, and everything is uh censored, and then you get to the bottom, and there's battle athletes because it doesn't have a score yet. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, That's we got amazing. all this ass and titties, and then battle athletes. I mean, battle athletes has a lot of ass in it. Like they wear like these little swimsuits with these itty bitty little crop tops over them. So uh, it's well, only a matter of time. I this does not sound like my cup of tea, so I will be passing. On yeah, no. I'm just amazed it's getting remade, so I had to mention it. So, going from anything else you want to say about battle athletes? Uh, no, not really. So, going from three shows that we really have little to no interest in, let's talk about a show that we are both heavily invested in. In Joran, the Princess of Snow and Blood. Oh my god, I'm so freaking hyped for this show. You don't even understand. Like, I can barely contain myself. When were you first introduced to it? You actually showed it to me in yes, the I old did. podcast Discord. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> it's your fault. Listen. I know it is. <laughs> well, then I'll, you you, well then I'll tell you where I found it. Um, watching the watching the Crunchyroll Anime Awards, uh, this trailer for this anime popped up, and I was just like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god!" And I just I just remember myself saying it, and I had posted uh, the video in the Discord, and from there it just. It's just going to be hyped. Um, but if you want to talk about it first, f feel free. Okay. So uh, I'm going to go over the synopsis first, and then I'll get into some other stuff. So the year is 1931. Prince Takagawa Yoshinobu is 94 years old and hands absolute control over and holds absolute control over Japan. Remnants of the major era's culture can be seen around the city, but scientific technology and Japanese esoteric cosmology, omiodo, are also developing, executing a sense of modernity. Yet lurking behind the glitz is Kuch Kuchinawa, a dissident group planning the assassination of the prince and effectively the fall of the regime. Tasked to extinguish these dissidents is Nue, the government's secret executioner group. Sawa Yukimura, who works for this organization, suffered from an early age at the hands of Ku of the Kuchinawa boss. Her entire family was murdered and she dedicated to her life to, to avenging their death. So, um, first things first, I want to get, I want to make note that I keep wanting to call this Lady Snowblood and for very good reason. Um, both this show and the movie Lady Snowblood share a ton of thematic similarities. Um, mainly being the story of revenge and um, you know, lo possibly losing your humanity in the process. So that, like, I really want to see more parallels between these two, for sure. And you had mentioned that 
um, it had a comparison. It, it kind of had similarities to an American movie as well. Correct? Yes. Right. Uh, the Clint Eastwood movie, the Dirty Harry Sudden Impact also has a lot of similarities in theme with both Lady Snowblood and Jewel Ron. Uh, however, the difference uh, is, you know, we can't we can't let Clint Eastwood not be the star of that movie. So he kind of takes some of the spotlight away from the revenge plot. But, you know, we'll let it slide. <laughs> and um yeah, like like I said, like once I saw the trailer, I was just like, wow, like just wow. Um, I, I, I thought the animation was in, incredibly well done. Uh, it's done. But in and just like um, we had talked, I had talked about um, in one of our previous episodes, I had talked about um, Jobless Reincarnation. I just dropped that episode less yesterday, Saturday um, about. uh studio uh i forget the studio already but it was studio there's people from white fox studio basically combined to make a new studio to create jobless reincarnation well bakken record has only produced two animes so far and that is pandora to akubi which i've never heard of uh it is a movie that appeared in 2019 and joran the princess of snow and blood so joran is going to be their full for is going to be their first full-length animated series and if the trailer um was anything like i'm hyped for it the only thing that i am curious about well not curious but like worried about no i mean not even worried about um the staff the staff is very um in regards to the voice actors and actresses very new a lot of fresh young faces really the only one who i know on here is um Kobayashi uh, Chikihiro, he is playing the supporting character. Uh, let me pull him up real quick. Uh, Jin, Jin Kuzahara. Kuzahara, right? And uh, yep. Chikihiro is, I mean, his main roles are Legoshi from B-Stars, um, Sugimoto Saichi from Golden Kamui, and uh, Ranga, actually, from, um, I think he was in Slime. Is he not in Slime? He's in Slime. Yeah, he's Ranga the Wolf from a oh, okay from slime reincarnation but those are really his three main roles the three biggest roles that he has been in so far i actually met uh chicken hero he's a cool dude like him a lot um uh i mean i i always have respect for people in the business um but like he's just super cool and and even this girl rachel who's in it it's just r-a-y-c-h-e-l-l she's been in three different shows or she's been in yeah she's been in bang dream d4 dj and now she's going to be in joran so the cast is a fresh young cast which i'm actually excited for because i like being introduced to new voice actors and actresses too and i think this is this is the kind of show that it would be really good to like be like oh yeah i debuted there or this is one of my early things, and because the show looks like it's gonna blow everything out of the water it this has, season, it, it has the potential for to be the uh, best anime of the season, in my opinion. I totally agree. It's there, like just by the visuals the alone. Yes. Oh yeah, like like the part at the end, you know, where the steam is like going in front of her face, and then you just see the skull. I love that. It's so good. You you can. It actually, is so you, good. It's actually the the default picture on my anime list, so. 
if you want to see this picture, <laughs> go ahead and check it out. If you want to spoil yourself, I guess, go check it out. But it looks badass. It, it really does. Like, that's, that is such a good visual. Like, oh my god. And, like, I also love period dramas and stuff like that. So I'm really curious to see how accurate they make it or how fantastic they make it. Um, cause I am super curious to see if we're going to go with something more realistic or something more, something more fun, kind of like how, so, you know, Batman, the animated series, of that's course. a very idealized, uh, art deco 1930s kind of style, but obviously all the technology isn't necessarily from that time period. It's a little more fantastic. Um, but it's still got that same vibe. So I'm wondering if they're going to go with something like that or they're going to be a lot more realistic, like, say, um, The Painted Veil, which I think took place in Hong Kong in the 30s. Yeah. So, yeah, something like that. Yeah. I, which I know I, I'm bringing a lot of American media into no, this. I'm, I'm very <laughs> interested to see how it all pan out. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Uh, just that I'm super, super hype and I cannot stress enough how excited I am for this show. And if the preview didn't say enough, I'm pretty sure it's going to be airing on Crunchyroll this season. Yes, as of recording, eight days and 14 hours. Awesome. (laughs) All right, uh, let's go on to the next anime that we are both uh, super excited about that actually, if you you look at, um, if you look at like a, a lot of online threads and, uh, like Facebook, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera. This show does get a lot of negative feedback for really reasons I don't know. Um, and that is I shaved, then I brought home a high school girl, or I shaved, then I brought a high school girl home, or Higehito. Um, now, I'm going to go into a little bit about why it does get flack, mainly because people think this is an NTR type of show, or um, it's like pedophilic in some sort of way, but um, I I have read a little bit about I have read a little about this, and in my opinion, it's just more of like a uh, a like what's the word I'm looking for? It's basically two people learning uh, of learning of each other's experiences and trying to better themselves along the way um pinky do you have any information on this show at all uh i just have the synopsis so far i actually saw this a couple days ago and it piqued my interest but i haven't done too much research okay um Um, i probably should have let you bust out the synopsis first but feel free to bust it out Okay, so Yoshida was swiftly rejected by his crush of five years. On his way home after drinking his sorrows away, he saw a high school girl sitting on the street. I'll let you do it with me, so let me stay. I don't even joke about something like that. And so the story of living with a high school girl, Sayu, began. The slice of life romance story between a runaway high school girl and a 26-year-old salaryman ensues. And and those... Two big keywords right there. 26, 26 and high school girl. Yeah. That's where a lot of people have issues w- with this story and show. But... And... Go ahead. Um, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from intellectuals, 
it is a very um serious and like heartwarming and like a just a very good story from what i've heard honestly i'm getting really big after the rain vibes from this show and i liked that series so that's why i'm gonna go with this one i'm actually like while it is in the same sense of after the rain like i think this is more Mm -hmm. like don't, don't get me wrong i'm i'm not condoning any adult with high school girl type of romance or whatever oh yeah no but the age the age gap is a little bit more realistic Mm -hmm. than like 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 a 17 18 year old high school girl you know having a romantic interest in a 26 year old man that's not that far-fetched in my opinion Um, oh no absolutely not i mean i lived in the south i've seen that stuff every day yeah Uh, (laughs) but romeo and juliet laws exist for a reason this has like I think this has the potential to not be on the same wavelength of like a like a high school romance. I think it has a more like um an adult like a more mature adult type of uh romance kind of yeah, story. Yeah, and yeah, and if it was gonna be scuzzy, he wouldn't have answered with "Don't even joke about that." No, no, Yoshida's Yoshida's. From what I hear, Yoshida is the man. Yoshida is cool. Yeah. It, if it was going to be scummy, it would have been like that one show where the girl fell through the ceiling and the guy was just like, eat to Dekimas! Yeah, and yeah, we don't we don't talk about that. Yeah, no, we'll pretend that. that show didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for it. Uh, the studio who did it is Project Number 9, and, and they just got done, Jakuchara, Tomas, Tomas kun uh, That's a show I literally just got done talking about as well. Um, like I said, the animation for that was good. I I think it could have been better, but for a show that's like drama and like romance, it, you you don't really have to be too flashy. Um, and that's yeah. what I'm expecting with uh, I brought home a high school girl. Yeah, like the I'm excited for the it. Episode has nothing to do with the flashiness. It's all about what these two people have going on. Yeah. So yeah, no, I'm really interested to see where this goes and how they handle it. All right. Do you have anything else to say about shaving and bringing home high school girls? Um, just don't do it. Like we've got Romeo and Juliet laws here, but you know, be smart. Understood. Don't bring home high school girls. Understood. Now, let us talk about. Well, let you talk about because I have no interest in it, and I might be getting flack for it. But <laughs> the return of the king. The Shaman King. So, uh, this looks like a complete remake, which I'm pretty happy about, but I'm going to go into the synopsis. A new adaptation of the Shaman King manga. On a, sh- on a starry night, middle schooler Manta meets Yo Asakura, a young shaman who has the ability to talk to spirits and also has the ability to let them possess him to use their powers. Yo has a heavy duty on his shoulders and must become the Shaman King by winning the Shaman fight, a tournament between... Shamans that happens only once every 500 years. Joined by the spirit medium, joined by his spirit medium fiance Anna Kuriyama, his personal samurai spirit Amadamaru, and his other friends, Yo must also face a larger evil. How? A power from man who claim who aims to create a new world with only shamans by becoming the shaman king himself. So I will admit I never really watched the show uh, back in the day, but I was super into the manga. 
Um, so that's why I'm really hyped for this. So yeah, uh, I always liked, I always thought Yo, Yo was kind of like this cool, like, you know, cool guys don't look at explosions kind of dude. And then Monta's like the straight man, the voice of reason, like, why is everybody dead around me <laughs> kind of guy? So no, I'm like, I'm like super hyped to, to uh, get back into this series. And I'm really, really hoping that my nostalgia doesn't bite me in the ass. Like uh, another show I'm not going to talk about, but uh, yeah, we'll see where that goes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have no idea where you're at. Maybe you can tell me uh, off, off cast. But uh, yeah, let's not get into it then. Um, but there yeah, is, no. but there is a show that uh, there is a remake show that is going into the final season. And no, we are not talking about Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not. And so go ahead go ahead sorry no no, no you I go i was gonna say and that is going to be and that is going to be fruits basket the f final um so this is another show that like really hit me in the nostalgia feels when it first started airing what last year year before last it was 2019 2019 so yeah the year yes. before last um yeah so we've, we're finally getting to the final season and we're going to like see everything to completion. And God. I could not be more hype about this. <laughs> like, I go ahead. Uh, no, go ahead. Finish your statement. Because I was going to say like the original series from what was it like 2001 just ended. And that was it. And we never, we never like got any closure for it unless you read the manga. So I'm really happy they're remaking it. Um, I have heard a lot of, and that we're finally getting to the end, but like, I've heard so much flack about people complaining, oh, well, there's this, this, and this, and this isn't PC, and this doesn't, you know, like track today. And then all that other stuff. And it's like, yeah, cause the manga was written like 20 years ago, calm down. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're going to get you're going to get stuff from back in the early to mid 2000s that it's going to be like, well, why don't they have smartphones? Why don't they have this? Why don't they have that? And it's like, yeah, you're really going to be bitching and complaining about that. Oh, yeah. And it's like this show is not this is not a happy show, despite what the, the uh, character designs would have you believe. Oh, no, it is very it is, I mean, it is dark and honestly disturbing at times. Yeah. You like cults. You like mental anguish. You like horrible people doing horrible things to nice people. We call this them, we call them pieces of shit on this, on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's accurate. Akira is a piece of shit. Sure. Yes. Yes. So, but yeah, no, like, feel free to, feel free to interject because I feel like I'm no, the only I, I, I was just going to say the, the original, you know, we didn't get closure on it. It was, it was funny. I thought mm -hmm. the original was funny, but it definitely went in its own direction. Uh, it was an anime only ending. Uh, yeah. And God, sorry. Where, whereas this one, we're, we're actually getting the real story. Yeah, and I think a big part of that was just that the manga hadn't been completed when that anime came out. And, like, that's one thing I noticed from the first season is that, you know, there's there's those 
dark undertones there that you didn't get in the original anime because I guess, you know, the author couldn't reveal that stuff. Yeah. Um, without getting a season two or three. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but I'm, ex I'm excited to see, uh, where Yuki and, uh, Kyo will end up with their relationship as, um, members of the Zodiac. I'm excited to see what happens to Akira and of course what happens to I, I I go I go into this show every week saying, okay, how are they gonna make me cry again? That that is exactly how you should go into the show. <laughs> like how like how, what are they gonna do this week that made me cry? I don't I, I think the hard I mean not hardest, but like I think the most I cried was when uh I don't know if you've seen the episode yet, but when Kyo uh, fully transforms into uh, fully transforms in front of Toru. I've seen it in the manga, so yeah, I know exactly like, what you're talking about. Like, spoiler alert, when she brings him back to the house in, like, her arms, like, oh, I literally, like, was bawling my eyes out because it was as just you should sweet scene the music that was that was paired up the way it was so good and like just ah uh, like just so good it it was just yeah i'm uh, excited right right in the feels right in, in a the good cocoa. Way. yes yes and so i if the ending lives up to like half of that <laughs> We'll be good. Yes. <laughs> Anything else would you like to say about Fruits Basket? Uh, no. No, I think we covered it all. Like, my... This is the one show that didn't, like, break me... Break my nostalgia, so... Yeah, they did a very good job with it. They did. So good. If you're not watching it, look at your life, look at your choices, and do better. <laughs> it's true. And now... Pinky, the last show that you and I are going to discuss is based around teasing. That's what we're calling it. I mean, I guess it's sexual harassment at times, but <laughs> go ahead. So let me find the actual name because I'm going to butcher it otherwise. Uh, Ijeranadai Nogatoro-san, or please don't bully me, Miss Nogatoro. <laughs> so, I watched the PV for this. I have not read the manga, but I know it's super popular, and I know, like, the general idea, but I watched the PV, and I'm like, I'm sold. This show is great. As soon as uh, her, as soon as, like, they were doing the fluffy hair thing, and her friend's like, oh, I want to touch it, and she's like, No. No, his hair's greasy. You shouldn't touch it. I'm like, I'm sold. I'm sold. I love Nagatoro. <laughs> um, so, so I guess we should do the synopsis. Yeah, tell the people a little bit about it. <laughs> so Nagatoro is a freshman in high school who loves teasing and torturing her older male classmate. What's her motivation and why does Senpai put up with her? Does Nagatoro just want to create misery for Senpai or does she secretly like him? <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's a secret at this point. <laughs> I mean, you basically understand in like the first episode. 
Oh yeah. So, but go ahead. No, go ahead. No, you go ahead. So this is a story that I've been reading since basically day one. I've been reading it for a long time. I'm actually caught up on the manga. Um, when they announced this show, I was super excited for it. Um, same thing with uh, Uzaki wants to hang out. Like this and Uzaki and skill teaser Takagi fall into the same category of girls teasing um, their male counterpart or friend, whatever you want to call it. And somebody always has something fucking negative to say <sighs> about the main character. Always, always, always. In fucking Takagi. Oh, she's got a big head. They're fucking children. Blah, blah, blah. For Uzaki. They're, she's too small. Why are her tits so big? Why are they doing... The, why are they womanizing her? Blah, blah, blah. In Nagatoro, she's a dark... She's a tan-skinned main female character. You can imagine what people are calling her when her name is Nagatoro. It's fucking racist at times, and it's fucking sickening. Uh -huh. Along with that, people going, I can't believe, like, I, I read these Facebook posts and, like, forum posts that are like, I can't believe this is what anime has succumbed to. This is ridiculous. More bullshit romance high school anime that loser, that guys in their 30s, losers can relate to because they couldn't get the chicks in high school. Like, watch some real shows. Meanwhile, you have... You're, you're in a room with black eyeliner on, surrounded by 15 video screens. Like, come on now. Now, I may not be talking about somebody that I know personally, <laughs> but don't knock a show when you know nothing about it. And... and or the characters. Like, just don't fucking do it. It's not cool. It's not right. It's just fucking stupid. Always, yeah, like, always give a show the three-episode rule before you fucking rip on it. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, we're, we're doing a little mild ribbing with some of the other shows, but, like, I'm not straight up saying I hate them or that they're, you know, these awful, horrible things or the characters are this awful, horrible nastiness like i don't understand all the hate around nogatoro and i don't understand the hate around uzaki and i don't understand the hate around uh takagi-san like takagi-san was adorable uzaki the clips i saw were adorable and i have a cousin who looks like who's like that body type so you know get over yourself and like there is nothing wrong with Nagatoro, like, whatsoever. Like, her character design is adorable. Well, the people going in there were like, oh, well, she she, she steps over the lines. And I'm like, do you read the story? They're like, yeah, he, she touches his uh, his nipples and, you know, uh, she, she physically abuses him. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. Like, uh... like yeah, in the preview, she's, like, touching him. But, like, she touches him for, like, a, like a literally a second. She doesn't cross any lines and her bullying obviously comes out of love at the end of the day. Like, you know that after episode, you'll know that after episode one. It's obvious yeah. from the fucking trailer. Right? Like, I thought she was doing the whole I'm not touching you, I'm not touching you thing with the nipples. <laughs> oh, no, she fucking 
Okay. She does. I thought that's what that was. But, like, but okay, it's yeah. not, like, hurting my man. Like, all her shit is oh, just yeah. playful, is honestly playful teasing. Like, and, and yeah, just like in Uzaki, you know, maybe there's a, maybe there's a brush on the titties at one point. Or, you know, maybe there's, like, a close encounter of a kiss. I don't know. But the titties, maybe. But it's just classic tropes that happen in these types of stupid comedy romance. Like, it's a romantic comedy, damn it. Like, you're fucking going to get that shit. Yeah. And Nagatoro's character design is awesome. She's not like a... She's not like your big-tittied waifu. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she's cool. She's chill. She's unique. She's 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 like a new type of main character. Yeah, because like she's not even like a sundere. She's like something else entirely. She's not. People are gonna call her um a a gairu, right? Like the dark skin. Yeah, no, she is not, she's not a gairu. She's not. Ga- she's not. I can't gairu, fucking say gairu, it. Yeah, she's not. She's not. No, a, she's not, not a gairu girl. Like she has no. like the red fingernails, but like she's not. Also, that went out of style like over a decade, decade ago. ago. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there was what was that anime? My girlfriend is a gal. Yeah, that was. Sh- but that, that was, was fucking that trash. Was, that was dog shit. That was yeah, dog don't shit. watch that. Friends don't let friends watch my first, first girlfriend is a gal. gal. Yeah, friends let their friends <laughs> watch this show though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think the show's going to be super cute and I loved the PV and I want to watch it and ignore everything on Twitter and Facebook because haters going to hate. And reading the story, like anything, anytime I'm reading something and I'm invested in it, when they announce voice actors and actresses, I go, okay, I don't know how this is going to turn out. Sumire Usaka, or Osaka, who's voicing Nagatoro. Oh my fucking Lord. Go watch the trailer, and at the end, when she does that little laugh that is like, <laughs> oh my <laughs> god, I melt. I melt. I, I have melt. to say, I loved I loved her VA work in the P in the PV, so I am with you. Oh, on I am that. I'm fucking hyped for her voice act. I'm I am hyped for this anime. Haters gonna hate. She's my she's my tan skin waifu. I have the figure, you saw it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, she's adorable, and I love her, and she's precious. Yes. Protect her. Yes. Uh, So is there anything else that you wanted to talk about in regards to um, Don't Toy With Me, Nagatoro-san? Not really, because I've only got the PV to go on, but I'm definitely going to be giving this more than three episodes. I can tell you that right now. If the PV is anything to go by and the comedy is in that same vein, which going by your assessment of the manga feels like it's going to be. It's it's going to be fun. It'll it'll be a fun ride. Trust me. It'll be a fun ride. I think you might like, you'll like Nagatora, but I think you might like the student council president a lot. Yeah. Yeah. She's fun. Yeah. I saw her like for the last second and she looks, she looks like that serious kind of funny. She's, she's the serious kind of funny. Nice. I love it. All right. And with that, do you have any other shows that you wanted to talk about today? No, I think that's all of them. Um, I think this is gonna, I think this shows this season is definitely going to have some standout shows. And, uh, I gotta say I'm pretty hyped. 
Alrighty, sounds good. Well, Pinky, thank you for coming on to this episode of Waifus and Weeaboos. And is there anything else you want to say to the people? Uh, not really. Just thanks for having me on. It's fun as always. And uh, if you guys like me or like hearing me, you can always hit me up on Twitter at Pinky is Blue. And you can see cute pictures of her cat, Spaghetti. Yes! Always Spaghetti. He's <sighs> precious. He's a good man. He is a great man. And he likes wandering in the kitchen. He does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pinky, thank you again. I appreciate it. And we will be talking and uh, I'll see you in future episodes, right? Absolutely. Okay. And the next show and stay tuned for the next show that we're going to be talking about. And we have Odd Taxi. Um, This looks to be like Taxi Cab Confessions but with animals. Um, it could be interesting. Um, I, I, I just don't know what else to say about it. Um, it could be very adult. There's not much about it outside of the synopsis. Um, it was teased on the Crunchyroll Awards, so I would assume it's going to be on Crunchyroll. Um, I mean, I'll check it out. Uh, it could be very interesting. After that, we have Tenchi Shitara Slime Data Ken, or I believe it's like, um, uh, let me see. It's the Slime Diaries. So it's probably going to be like, like little comedy of what's going on in um, Rimuru's world of Tempest. Could be pretty fun. I'll watch it. I, I you cannot have an you you can't have enough slime in your life, especially with Shion. God bless you, Shion. Uh, after that, we have possibly our Isekai anime of the season in Seijo no Marioko wa Bano Deshu, or the Saint's magic power is omnipotent. Uh, a 20-year-old office worker is whisked away to a whole new world. Um, and the virtual was to produce a saint that would magic, that would banish dark magic, um, but it brought two people over instead of one, and everyone prefers the second girl over Sei. Um, but this is just fine by Sei, who leaves the royal palace to set up shop making potions and cosmetics with her newfound magic. Business is booming, and this might not be a bad life after all, as long as her supposed sainthood doesn't come back to haunt her. Um, yeah, this looks fun. I, I, I like this. This could be very... Uh, this could be a very fun anime. And it looks like um, the cast uh, might be... Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a reverse harem. It looks like it's setting up to be a reverse harem. We'll see. We'll see, though. I'm not really big on reverse harems. Um, but we'll see how it pans out. <clears throat> After that, we have Mars Red. Um, I lost interest as soon as I saw vampires in uh, the synopsis. So I'm good with that. After that, we have a show called Super Club. Uh, second year high school student Koguma 
doesn't lead a very interesting life. She has no parents and no friends, nor hobbies to keep her daily life busy. One day, she acquires a second-hand Honda Super Club motorcycle and rides to school. As time goes by, not only does Kagama have a new, adventurous life, but she also forges precious friendships thanks to her precious little motorcycle. Kind of reminds me of, um... Of... Long, not long riders. There was another uh, motorcycle anime that I forget, but they they were like sports bikes. That was pretty good. Uh, interesting. Uh, we have another Isekai type of anime, but this one being reincarnated to another, to a video game in full dive RPG. Um, basically what it is, is our main character goes inside of a video game, kind of like SAO, and any damage you take in the game reflects on the real world. Um, so that that could be interesting. I'll give it a shot. And then we have a couple shows that, like, I have little to no interest in. Uh, Fairy Ron Maru. I'm I'm good. It's a very male, uh, heavy show that I have zero interest in. We have Bakuten, which is um, a rhythmic gymnastics anime featuring a cast of all males. Again, no interest in. Um. Well, I guess it was just only those two shows that I didn't have interest in because now we're getting to shows that I do have major interest in. Uh, one being um, How Not to Summon a Demon Lord Season 2. Uh, if you haven't watched Season 1, again, the amount of waifus in Season 1 was tremendous. And I actually really liked Diablo as a main character. He was very cool. I am curious to see how uh, Aldegard will work her way into the uh, second season, whereas she was kind of evil in the first season. So I am excited for that. One show that I am super, super excited for is Zombieland Sangha Revenge. Uh, and the main reason why I'm excited for Zombieland Sangha Revenge is because one, the girls are back in town, right? But two, we had a lot of... Um, we know a lot about Saki's backstory, Sakura's backstory, Lily's backstory, Junko, and Ai's backstory. We do not know anything about Yugiri, right? Other than she's from like the early 1900s. And we have ne'er an idea about the legendary Yamada Tai. I am excited for the chance that we are going to find their backstories in season two of Zombie Land Saga Revenge. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm just gonna take a quick drink as I've been talking a lot. <sighs> we do have another reincarnated uh, series, and I've been killing slimes for 300 years and maxed out my level. Basically, a woman dies from being overworked and she gets reincarnated into another world where she becomes so powerful after killing slimes for such a long time. 
Um, could it could be fun? Could be fun. I know it does. I know it has a lot of positive reviews in terms of the manga. Um, so I'm excited to watch it. Uh, we have a Yuki Yuna kind of like a chibi animation, which I have no interest in. We have the world's end. The world ends with you animation, where I, I mean the the game was like. The game was a miss for me. The anime could be a little bit better. But we'll see. Uh, we have Bishonen Tan Tadon, which I'm pretty sure translates to Pretty Boy Detective Club. Um, I have zero interest in that whatsoever. We have Eden Zero. Uh... Seems like a human female joins a school of demons. Oh, it's a. Uh, it 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 kind of looks like fairy tale a little bit. Kind of looks like fairy tale a little bit. So I'm intrigued. One of the one of the females is holding a. Oh God, that's not. Oh Lord, help me. Alright, I'm intrigued. The waifus. I've seen the waifus. That's all I needed to see. I've seen the waifus. That is all I needed to see. Yep. We're good. Uh, Tokyo Revengers. I need some kind of action in my life. And Tokyo Revengers could be it. Um, I did see the ears in the trailer. Not a big fan of the ears. Uh, animation wise. But... Uh, We'll see what happens. Uh, 86. Eh, Sci-fi drama. I'm all right. Yeah, piloting unmanned weapons in the battle. Nah, I'm good. Uh, we have Fumetsu no Anata. Which... Interesting. Eh. Brains based 20 episodes. Uh, you know what? I'll give it a shot. It a mysterious immortal being is sent to Earth with no emotions nor identity. However, it is able to take the shape of those around that have strong impetus or impetus. At first, it is a sphere, then, it imitates the form of a rock. As the temperature drops and snow falls atop the moss, it inherits the moss. When an injured lone wolf comes limping by and lays down to die, it takes on the form of the animal. Finally, it gains consciousness and begins to transfer the empty tundra until it meets a boy. The boy lives alone in a ghost town, which the adults abandoned long ago in search of a paradise said to exist far beyond the endless sea of white tundra. However, their efforts were for naught, and now the boy is in a critical state. Acquiring the form of the boy, it sets off on a never-ending journey in search of new experiences, places, and people. That's interesting. Kind of reminds me of um, Kino's journey along with uh, Mushishi. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. We have our harem anime of the season in my... Uh, what is it? What's the... What's it translate to? My... Um, 
the rom-com where the childhood friend won't lose. Um, yeah, the, it's it's going to be the waifu wars again, boys. It's going to be the waifu wars again, and I am all in for the waifu wars. Um, Dogo Kobo is doing the animation, so I'm sold. Let's see, where else? Where else are we? Uh, and then we're getting to the end. Uh, we have Svesvis, the Roman fighter. I have no interest in. Itazugarama, no gloomy. Shikaru Neku, a couple shows I have no interest in. And a show that I'm actually super excited for, and I'm actually hyped that it got a season two, is Mighty Mashita Inamakun, or Welcome to the Demon School Inamakun. Um, very unique anime where a human uh, enters the demon world because he's adopted by the demon lord himself. Um, very fun anime. A good cast of characters. A great cast of waifus. Um, especially freaking Amelie. Amelie is like top tier waifu in this show. Like a lot of people like, like Clara and I get it, but like Amelie is like is where it's at. So season one was very good, and I am super excited to be watching season two. Um, so yeah, so that is literally all the anime of twenty of spring twenty twenty one that are coming out. Um, the spring season does have a lot to live up to, as winter was tremendous, <clears throat> and. Yeah, it, it, it's got big shoes to fill. Spring 2021 has big shoes to fill. And we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Nick. Thank you so much for listening to the spring preview episode of Waifus and Weeboos. Make sure to hit us up on all social media platforms, including Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, oh, not Instagram, but Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and uh, Twitch as well. Facebook will be waifus and weeaboos. Twitter will be waifus, the letter N weeaboos. Uh, Tumblr is NJOtaku, and Twitch is twitch.tv slash sensei I appreciate all the support you all give me. Thanks again to Pinky for sliding into this episode of Waifus and Weeaboos. And stay tuned for the Winter 2021 recap episode that will be dropping this uh, Tuesday night. Should be after uh, Reincarnate is the Slime airs and Wonder Egg airs as well. So, thank you again for listening, everybody, and I will see you soon. Bye-bye.